0: From the Franklin House in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, this is the Pick 8 Podcast. Uh, my name is Smitty, and I get to sit down with my friend Ryan McKeever today. Good, um, good morning? Is it still good morning? Good morning, yeah, it is. Um, yep, not quite noon. We're good. Okay, right on. Uh, um, I have eight of these scheduled this week, uh, interviews, episodes, mm-hmm. um, so... It's been a fun week of getting back into this habit, going through the questions,
1: you know, getting into the swing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah.
0: So, uh, I'll let you just kind of say a little bit about how we've gotten to know each other over the years, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll just kind of, hopefully our conversation will wander from
1: there. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it was 2017. Okay. My, I know our family was starting to look for a church. Uh, okay. Back at that time, I think it was 2018, um, when we really started to attend um, a church called Church of the Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, We still attend there, but mm-hmm. uh, at that time, you, Smitty, were um, doing worship, mm-hmm. uh, leading worship.
0: Which I wasn't
1: planning on doing. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they had a guy that moved away. Okay. And so, yeah. I was like, oh, I guess uh, I could do it. Yeah. Fill in.
1: But yeah, anyway, keep going. And so couple of times pastor Christopher wanted to have two guitars in worship mm-hmm. and uh guess I had made known my desire to help with worship mm-hmm. in any way possible mm-hmm. and um, I just I ended up bringing my guitar a couple Sundays mm-hmm. and uh started practicing and playing with you on worship and started to get to know you through worship there mm-hmm. um and then uh we got invited to the the pool parties yeah yeah and uh got to know you through that yeah um, and then through that then I think I think it was through the pandemic um yeah. where or maybe it was even started started before before the pandemic yep. um you had done a pick 3 where people pick 3 songs mm-hmm. and they send them to you over email yep and then we would gather together as a group of what was there, five or six guys I think guys? 5 or 6 yeah yep. Five or six guys, and, and we, we all
0: had drastically different oh, yeah, tastes in music, yeah, which was great, 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 but yeah, keep going. Um,
1: but then we listened to each other's songs, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and that was a great way to get to know mm-hmm. other people, mm-hmm. yeah, right. So sharing of songs and stuff like that, yeah,
0: because I would come up with a topic mm-hmm. that you know, so then you, your three songs would somehow fit under that mm-hmm. umbrella of that topic, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that was great, yeah, yeah. I think, two, the caveat, caveat was if you just can't think of anything, just pick a song too, sure <laughs> right. yeah, 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 like
0: this is for fun,
1: well, yeah. Let's not yeah. get too hung up on specifics, Six. yeah, but that was I mean, talk about fun that was that was a good time, I agree, man, yeah, Yep. and uh, I'm trying to think I definitely exposed to some musical genres that I wouldn't mm-hmm. wouldn't actually ever listen to mm-hmm. yeah, right, yeah,
0: and so. vice versa, like I still occasionally go back to a song you brought oh yeah is it Seamus the Irish uh musician S-E-A-M-U-S could be yeah you had some specific like more traditional Irish okay folk okay guy but anyway anyway yeah there's a lot of
1: musicians Irish musicians yeah for sure yeah
0: Yeah. I think it's Seamus something okay but anyway hmm yeah
1: well we'll have to
0: check that out later that's yes, right yeah. yeah
1: yeah okay
0: um 10 questions um you have your two passes or mm-hmm. vetoes or punts hall passes yep and okay. hard pass that's hard passes yeah. yeah
1: yeah right on
0: so yeah here we go okay number one have you had any close encounters with a wild animal i asked this because i know you've done some work in the park service mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but doesn't have to um, be there. Yes. Good. Okay. Um, you're just deciding which one. Yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> so in the in yeah, the national parks, um, you get out into Olympic National Park and out in the Washington. P- yeah, in Washington. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. you can have encounters with. We've had encounters. Um, now you talk about close encounters. Like how close? Like touch them or or like within twenty five feet. I think twenty five feet, feet counts. Okay, in my book. Um. Well. If you could get within 25 feet of an elk. Yeah. Okay, but sure. um the elk in Washington are very skittish. You okay. just can't. You can't get close to them. Okay. Yeah. Um now probably recently the closest we had was um there's a possum that's living in our garage. Oh no. Yeah. Um and yeah. every once in a while we'll do a campfire. Yeah. And we'll hear something in the bushes totally. and you know shake on the uh, cell phone flashlight and it's mr possum yeah looking back you in there huh. they're within 25 feet yeah and uh
0: and possums are just freaky animals they are
1: they are great
0: they eat yeah. a ton of ticks yeah but yeah they are but they
1: poop in your garage too
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> you're right i <laughs> don't appreciate that about no them.
1: totally not um so where does he get in or she um well the garage that we own um, it's an older garage mm-hmm. and so the construction techniques are a little bit, uh, less than up to code. Yeah. Yeah. And so the siding contacts the ground and where the siding has contact mm-hmm. the ground, it's rotted away. Totally. And so the, the possums sneak in through there and I just haven't had the wherewithal to, to put yeah. anything on top of, you know, on that hole. And I really need to, mm-hmm. and honestly, it would just take a couple minutes of putting on, uh, some wire mesh. I'll keep them out right yeah yeah so i just need to get off my lazy butt and do it what do what do possums do in the winter um i hear they attend lots of christmas parties (laughs) (laughs) they do now that you see it yeah i have seen um i think they hibernate okay that's what i was gonna guess too yeah because are they marsupials or mammals i think they're mammals aren't they
0: i always assumed they were yeah well, I don't think they lay eggs.
1: This is not a science show. This is definitely so. not a science
0: show.
1: I dabble um,
0: in the sciences. Just, yeah.
1: Like most people. Yeah. But I, I would think if up here in the cold, they would hibernate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I don't remember seeing them in the winter either.
1: Hopefully they don't hibernate in my garage. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's been a close encounter with a yeah. wild animal.
0: Nothing crazy though, like a bear yeah. or... Something like, like like that, yeah.
1: No, I rem- remember a bear. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh. Now, this wasn't too close of an encounter, but it was still like an encounter. My brother and I went hunting in the hills mm-hmm. last year, mm-hmm. and we had been just trudging around looking for deer. There was this spot that we had set up. It was kind of more in the southwestern part of the Custer State Park, I believe. Okay, And we had... Had kind of noticed tracks. And so we kind of set up on this kind of ridge and we're looking over the ridge. And all of a sudden we see elk moving through. And we're okay. just like, you know, you just don't normally see elk okay. in the hills. Yeah. Um, So it was like, oh, wow. Of course, we had deer license. So we're not shooting not shooting elk, right? But just be able, just to, be see able it. to see them. Yeah. Well, the elk move through. Not too long after them, the, some deer come moving through. And it's like, huh. To see her both elk and deer moving through at the same time, I was like, well, "That's kind of odd." Okay. Right. So they they and you know usually uh, animals like elk and deer um, they they don't move fast, okay. right? They're mm-hmm. just kind of kind of meander. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These kind of were they were kind of moving with a little bit more of a purpose. They'd sit in graze for maybe a couple of seconds, but then they'd get up and okay. move. And we're kind of like, "Hmm, that's kind of strange." So we were looking at a, at a spot, kind of a little gully. And the deer were kind of there. And I was like, oh, can we get to them? And then they started to actually move up this gully and kind okay. of up around the valley. We kind of lost, lost sight of them. Mm-hmm. And as I'm looking at them through my rifle scope, like I can see something moving. I'm like, what is going on there? Okay. Um, all of a sudden I can see like two shapes move. Okay. And I'm like, are these deer playing? Yeah. What's going on? And as we're watching, um, we need to realize one of the deer is being chased by a coyote. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Okay. And as we're watching them, one of the coyote latches on to one of the female deer, huh. its throat. Pulls it down. Pulls it down, takes it to the ground. And at the time, my brother and I were just like, hmm, mutual huh? trials of life, right? Uh-huh. What are we going to do? We get back in the car and we start reading the hunting manual. And the hunting yeah. manual says, if you have a large game license Uh you automatically have fur bearers license to hunt coyote okay so little did we know we could have taken down a coyote and actually actually i think from talking with farmers and i'm talking with ranchers like they would they want you to i agree because coyotes are yeah very much uh um a dangerous pest Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah so we could have had a deer and a coyote
0: because they'll take out cattle won't they oh yeah right yeah so
1: and they'll take out whatever they can Mm -hmm. like dogs yeah yeah i'm sure that's easier probably yeah but and and you know the thing about them too is they're smart animals Mm -hmm. i mean like uh i don't know if you call them the orca whales of Mm -hmm. the land mammals i mean they work together Uh and they work together as packs and Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's some of the most i mean that's human behavior sure Working right. together as packs to solve mm-hmm. a common problem. Mm-hmm. Right. so to get some yeah, food, <laughs> yeah, can't have them be walking upright and talking. No, <laughs>
0: isn't that a, a werewolf? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah.
1: And that was one of the sad things. Was going, we we saw the coyote take that deer down, and then we walked over there and mm-hmm. saw the the deer that it had taken down. It's like, well, oh, it's not getting back up, but. We can't take it, right? Because that's the coyote took it. Yep. So we had to leave it for the coyote. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So do you think the coyote would have come back later on that day?
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's something about the, you kind of know about the wild. You know, carnivores, um, they don't go to the butcher shop. Right? <laughs> yeah. Carnivores are more opportunistic, that's and right. they'll eat a little bit more than uh-huh. what we will. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those things like. That was, belonged to the coyote.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Gotta leave it. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah.
0: It's great. We'll go to number two. Okay. How do you hope to celebrate 80 years old, 90, 90 year old, maybe 100, 100 years old? old.
1: But for sure, for sure, 80, 90. Mm. Not that we all get there, but you can. Yeah. Hope. Well, if I get there, I mean, that would be a celebration. Yeah. Uh, my dad passed away when he was 65, I think. Okay. So, pretty young, yeah. Yeah. So if I get to eighty, and uh especially the way I've been feeling. Sure. You know. Yeah. That'll actually be uh hopefully a miracle. huh. If I were to celebrate when I'm eighty, I mean I hope that I have grandchildren. All right. You know. Everyone um, hopes that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh something that's kind of funny. I was thinking about like when I was younger, having just the stupid mentality of like, I'm gonna die before I'm oh, thirty. Right. I mean if you yeah, heard yeah, of yeah. her oh, kids yeah. say that, yeah. It's like I don't want kids. It's right. like once, once I had a little girl. Yeah. Like I just, I love kids. Uh-huh. You know. Uh-huh. Um, about five or six and younger. You know, if they're crying and stuff like that, it's like give them the benefit of the doubt. Still love them. You know. Sure. Um, but just like you see a see a, a baby smile. This is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. So and then begin to recognize too. As I get older, mm-hmm. you know, uh, kids, even when they're, you know, old, like now eight, to eight to 15, mm-hmm. you know,
0: which is where you're at with your daughter. Yeah.
1: My daughter's yeah. 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are certain things where it's like, hmm, interesting. It's interesting to see growth. Uh-huh. It's interesting to see, uh, kids to learn new things, you know, and to, like even at that age, honing skills, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, there's some, you know, we we're talking about, we we're talking about neuroscience on the porch, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to see like, to see the, the neural, what, what would you call it? The, the neural faculties of a mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. forming and developing and becoming something it's just, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a, just uh kind of fascinating to watch life and then fascinating to see life become something yeah
0: so so then if you do live to 80 Mm -hmm. hopefully you've seen that in many different people children yeah not just your own yeah but like friends yeah you know friends kids and yeah yeah
1: and you know if i do make it to 80 like uh i have some food allergies yes and uh, i don't know i make it to me, i'll just say to heck with it and one day i'm just gonna eat cheese (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know have some bad for me things like real ice cream right and uh maybe i'll pay for it Uh but it's like hey i'm ready it's gonna end pretty soon anyways so or maybe
0: by then there'll be some sort of medical advancement yeah with with allergies
1: yeah i hope so yeah i hope so right i mean with the level of you know scientific study that's gone on with the the human immune system Mm -hmm. nope hope hope someday soon somebody comes up with something Mm -hmm. i'm waiting Mm -hmm. right if i have to be the person that figures it out Mm -hmm. mm.
0: (laughs) it's not gonna happen it may never happen yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so yeah but uh, hopefully hopefully someday i come up with it soon i honestly think there are um when it comes to allergies there's several promising therapies It's just a matter of it's a matter of like the medical establishment actually recognizing like that these things exist Mm -hmm. and which they're coming around Mm -hmm. but then there's also the attitude of does the medical establishment actually want to help people we talk about cure Mm -hmm. right what does that mean Mm -hmm. to be cured right So do they want people to actually walk into a state of health and Mm -hmm. functionality? Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of the new buzzword is uh, functional medicine. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, But the idea of, you know, letting someone grow into Mm -hmm. like, what does it mean to be healthy? Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that's been on my mind is like, okay, I'm, I'm 49. Okay. I should have been taking care of my health a long time ago, <laughs> um, but now I've got to. I really need to start looking after myself, doing things mm-hmm. um, that make for health, mm-hmm. um, because you know that's one of the things that uh, I know as uh, we're believers, mm-hmm. and yep. you know part of the promise of a believer that a believer is given is that in the life of Christ, mm-hmm. um, we are to be a blessing to this world. Mm-hmm. And if a person is in chronic pain, sure. that that becomes a that becomes a difficulty, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it it really becomes something like, okay, how how can I bless someone if mm-hmm. I'm hurting all the time? Mm-hmm. So, in part of that, I realize I have to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to eat my veggies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. Right. Um, I'm gonna have to like, and and I have done this. I got to keep on doing it. Got to cut out the sugar.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. Easier said than done. Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. It's everywhere. But but you gotta do it. And I feel like you so I'm 43. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like once you kind of hit that 40, you really start to notice those things. Mm-hmm. Um just wait to hit 45. Sure. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it will escalate. Yeah. But from here, but
1: you know, and that's like hopefully, you know, one of the benefits of podcasts like this, if you pass this on to someone, you know, and someone else is listening to this and Maybe they're in their thirties, mm-hmm. right? If you can encourage someone to say, do what makes for health now. Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever you can, you're not going to be perfect, but start on something that makes for health. Now it's going to have a multiple multiplicative effect on the road. And there is a future
0: you mm-hmm. that what you do now affects. Mm-hmm. I mean that's yeah. hard that was hard, especially in your twenties probably to get oh, your, yeah. wrap your head around that. But like, yeah, if you can just do a little bit for that yeah. future you.
1: Yep. And not in yep. a
0: selfish way, but like in just a real yeah, <laughs> yeah. Human
1: way. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. Think about I mean, it's like you don't know what's gonna happen, but the thing that um like I think young people need to know and what science has been learning, mm-hmm. right? Um, all things have cause and effect, mm-hmm. whatever we do. Mm-hmm. And so we want to minimize whatever is damaging in the future, mm-hmm. right, Chronically. Mm-hmm. we want to try to kind of maximize what's going to build health mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, not that anybody does it perfect, right. But you want to get started on it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I was, when I was younger, like I think, one of the things that I would like try to do a little bit better, mm-hmm. I would one hand try to integrate my diet a little bit more. Okay. Um, I remember like when I first found out I had allergies mm-hmm. and they said, you know, you're allergic to beef, dairy, corn, and yeast. Well, so beef, dairy, corn, yeah, beef, dairy, corn, yeast. And I was like, what? Why would I be allergic to those things? All right. And I thought about it and I, and I thought about my diet and yeah. it was like Monday, Monday I ate hamburgers with cheese. Yeah. Tuesday was pizza. Yeah. Um, Wednesday would be spaghetti with beef. Uh-huh. Right. And, yeah. uh, shaker cheese. Uh-huh. Right. Then for dessert for all the days, it's like, I'm having a bowl of ice cream. Uh-huh. Of course, through this time, I'm going through a stressful time. Sure. And. The body, body will associate when you go through stress, the body associates your environment and what you're putting into your body with stress. The body associates its environment and and its intake with the situation that it's going through. Okay. And so if you're going through a a very negative, stressful time, it's going to associate the food Mm. that you're eating with stress. Yeah. Um, Plus stress just has other negative effects. On the body, and if you're actually then um, having a balanced diet, mm-hmm. you should be living healthier, mm-hmm. and you should be dealing with your health in a more stressful mm-hmm. manner, mm-hmm. and you're less likely to. The body's going to have a, a hopefully a reduced chance of associating okay. certain things. Certain well, if you call it an allergen, and so learning to manage stress as a younger person would be yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't have anything, any tools that I remember Mm -hmm. other than probably prayer. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is a tool, Mm -hmm. but it it takes
1: more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's a foundational tool. Right. And it's a tool that should lead you into other, right? Lead you to other tools.
0: Yes. Yeah. I don't think it did for me.
1: Yeah. But yeah. 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 Well, hopefully. You know, it'll do that. Yeah, does that answer that question? It's great. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Third question. Okay. Is
0: there a song that can take you back to a particular time and place?
1: Hmm. Oh yeah.
0: What is it? What? What's the?
1: well the one that comes to mind right offhand is Glenn Miller's Pennsylvania six five thousand. I oh. think that's what it's called. But it's a big band song.
0: Oh, Glenn Miller. Okay. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. I'd probably reckon. I don't know. The song's not coming to mind, but I'd probably recognize it, huh?
1: Pennsylvania 65,000. Okay. I think vaguely. And it takes me back to when I was a kid. I was probably, I know I was younger than 10. So I've been like probably eight. Okay. I've been 1982. And at the time we just had uh, a record player Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was not the, you know, the record players that you would kind of pull out. It was a huge cabinet record player. Yeah. So
0: we'd lift it up. Give that plane a second. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Take it easy, fly boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we used to uh, have the, like one of those huge stereo cabinets. I mean, it's back when the stereo was a piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's pop music. We mm-hmm. listened to pop music and, uh, oh, we used to have, um, eight, was it eight tracks? Sure. Is that what they call it? Before them? vinyl? Yeah. Or kind of right in that? Kind of around. Well, not um, before vinyl. But, uh, yeah. yeah. And
0: yeah, it was I tracks. remember
1: my dad had Isaac Hayes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Eight tracks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, as a kid, Uh I just remember putting uh, Glenn Miller on with vinyl Mm -hmm. and um, it was just like listening to music for the first time. Okay. Yeah. And when you hear kind of the song, when you hear that song, there's just a mix of like instrumental music, Mm -hmm. spoken word, Mm -hmm. you know, and uh, like big man music too. There is a level of crafting Mm. in their music. You have to, yeah. With a with a group that size, yeah. That sometimes is is yeah. You know, and that's kind of interesting thing. Like uh, you know, when you examine great music, mm-hmm. I mean, great music has an element of layering to it. Mm-hmm. Like a, a good composer can put, and I think our, like our modern ears are so used to like what either the person that's in the studio laying down tracks, mm-hmm. you know, or a person or like a, a rock band, mm-hmm. you know. At most, it's like guitar, bass, drums. Sure. Possibly synthesizer. Sure. Right. Yeah. And there are artists who do that well. Mm-hmm. Right. But a really good composer artist can, uh, like, they know their instruments and they're able to layer their instruments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that's one of the enduring appeals mm-hmm. to, like, uh, classical compositions. Mm-hmm. Um, you have composers that knew what to put when. Mm-hmm. But um, we're listening to uh, Claire DeLune. Um, the other night. Okay. And it's just amazing the level of layering that happens in that mm-hmm. music. You know, you, like I said, you get into the big band stuff mm-hmm. and you've got to know when. It's kind of insane, right? Know when to fly the jet over yeah. somebody's house. No.
0: <laughs> that one got a little closer. Yeah.
1: But no, I mean, you've got to know when... To to have certain music, I mean, we go to the Levitt pretty much. Yeah, uh, the yeah, Levitt yeah. concert Show here in Sioux Falls, uh-huh. and the difference between really the acts that really pop and mm-hmm. stand out, and some of the some of the acts are just, hmm, mm-hmm. you know, they're just playing on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the acts that really get you and get you moving are the ones that they're they're able to. They have that layer there depth, I and I depth and depth to that sound. Right. And the thing is, like, it doesn't take it doesn't take an orchestra mhm um, right there was a, a band just recently and i apologize i forget their names okay um, but it was three it was a husband wife and the, and so the husband played guitar the wife played bass and their okay. friend played fiddle okay and they all sang mhm right and so you have right there you have six elements right and they're able to layer those elements together mm-hmm. to where they they achieved a really good sound that mm-hmm. filled the space mhm so
0: I mean, it also takes, it just takes more time mm-hmm. and effort mm-hmm. to find the, to wh- when to mix in what layer and which spot and in mm-hmm. what way. Yeah. And I think that's what makes anything quality is putting time and effort oh, yeah. into it. Yeah. So that would make sense. Yeah? yeah. Yeah. So anyway, tell me a little bit about the meaning of the Glenn Miller song oh. that popped into your head. Oh, wow. Or is it just a personal... Like, is there a meaning in the song that connects? No, it's, it's more of, um,
1: not so much because the song itself doesn't, I mean, the lyrics don't change. That
0: just puts you in in your house, in your living room. Yes.
1: Okay. And I would say the meaning behind it is just discovering music.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Got it. Oh, okay. Music can sound like this. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Whereas I think up until that point, what we had been listening to is like, um, mostly children's music yeah you know and especially like children's devotional music which sure. <laughs> time and place for that right. yeah. but yeah. most of that is is actually fairly um like when it comes to layering and stuff like that it's pretty uh simple simple yeah yeah
0: totally is yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. so i'm trying to think of the one be patient oh yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah right and uh, along with that so not along with that song but along with glenn miller um i think around that time too i also discovered um chuck manjoni okay i don't know if you know chuck manjoni chuck manjoni it's like um like there is certain music that people listen to a hundred years later Mm. and the reason why they listen to it is because there is a human mind that was doing things that Mm-hmm. Just doesn't happen mm-hmm. on a daily basis, mm-hmm. and I think Chuck Mangione is kind of like that. Okay. You go, you really go back and listen to his music. I mean, there's just things that are happening in his music. That's okay. like if this were to come out today, mm-hmm. at least you hope, mm-hmm. you know, it would give most contemporary music a run for its money. Okay, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I encourage people to uh, if you if you've never heard of Chuck Mangione, to listen to a couple of songs. Yeah, count um, me in on that list. Yeah. I'll check it out. Right now. Huh? Tonight, probably. Yeah. I mean, Feels So Good is one of his, um, it's kind of funny. They make fun of it on the, the not family guy. What's Hank Hill? Oh, the propane. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Yep. Yeah. 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 And they make fun of that song. And actually, Chuck Mangione yeah. does make some voice appearances That's in cool. that show. But it's just an amazing song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Chuck Mangione, Feels So Good. Okay. Yeah, I'm totally going to check it out.
0: What are three things that you enjoy
1: that start with the letter L? (laughs) Three things with the letter L that I enjoy. Wow. A little more Um, abstract. Yeah. Testing my vocabulary here. Yeah. You know, um, this is going to sound, I think, kind of trite, but laughing. Yeah. You know. Uh, You were
0: talking about... Infants earlier, uh-huh. and you said the smile, uh-huh. and I almost commented like the laughter of like a child, a baby's laugh. Yeah, yeah, is also like one of those things that just you can't not get enjoyment. Yeah, get life out of that laugh. Yeah,
1: but I think yeah. if, if you could bottle or somehow cap- oh, capture a baby's laugh, you yeah. could. Yeah, you could literally solve at least one quarter of the world's problems. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Laughter so i'm with is, you and
0: it's not trait. like <laughs> laughter man that's
1: yeah yeah and that's one of the things i like to think about like there are you know what what makes for great comedy you know sure um i gotta be careful of the comics that i name because some of the comics have kind of fallen, fallen into ill repute sure um but like uh i'm trying to think like enduring comedy like a lot of people i mean talk about george carlin Mm-hmm. You know, and George Con was pretty vulgar mm-hmm. for his time and for today. Yeah, but there's also something about his comedy that still people go back to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, okay, what made that comedy? Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back and listen to Bob Hope, like it's kind of strange. Like um, Bob Hope used to have was pretty active on the comedic circuit. Okay, you go listen to his stuff on his comedic circuit, and like you will laugh. Okay. Some of his stuff on like comedy programs. Sure. I was like, eh, this is kind of kind of a little bit dull. Yeah. You know, like Bob Pope was fun. wasn't Bob Pope. I could be thinking of the wrong guy. Okay. I'm trying to remember. But anyways, part of what I think comedians do to help us laugh is they make fun of the things that we overvalue. mm mm-hmm. um, Like something... You know, you value this too much. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's in the in examining that, that we're actually able to say, yeah, you're right. You know, it's that's important, but maybe I'm holding this a little bit too yeah. much, a yeah. little bit too close. Right. You know, so you take a step back. Right. I think that's one of the greatest values of comedy. And I think in recent years, we've kind of lost sight mm-hmm. of that purpose mm-hmm. of comedy. Mm-hmm. And like and again, it goes to like okay. Some of the best comedy is what do they call it? Self-effacing comedy. Sure. Like when a when a comic can make fun of themselves. Yeah. And yet draw you into it, where mm-hmm. you're like saying, ah, yeah, "I see myself doing that too." Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. That's some of the best comedy. Right. You know, and um, I I think that's really where comedy shines. So that's laughter is one. Yeah. Go back to the three L's. Yes, yeah, three L's. One. Um, can't say lasagna because <laughs> I can't or eat linguine. cheese. linguini. Yeah. Linguini. Yeah, okay. Lamborghinis, because I don't drive one. <laughs>
0: um, you had too many. Yeah, too, I had too many, many, many Lamborghinis, too many Lamborghinis had to. in my
1: life, yeah. It got old. Yeah, yeah, uh, I get it. I'm trying to think.
0: Lemonade? Mm. Can't say I love lemonade. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Limonada? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I could say linions. Yeah. Linions are the fibers of wood. Okay. So I love working with wood. Do, yeah. It's a, it, uh, it's a, one of the things I'm learning about woodworking is you just, sometimes you do it and, and it's in the doing that you learn how to love okay. what you're doing. I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah. And of course you can't woodwork without using wood. <laughs> so, and one of the things that amazes me is when you start to, when you start to put wood under your tools. Like okay. Wood reveals certain things hmm. like, you know, you have the bark, bark mm-hmm. is on the outside and then you peel the bark away mm-hmm. and then you start to mill your wood, Yep. right? And then within the milling of the wood, you see like certain knots, mm-hmm. and certain, um, I'm trying to remember what they call it, certain grain of the wood. Okay then you, you cut it down further and you put it through your planer machine and then you get a, a plane of wood and it just reveals grain that it's like you would never see that any other way mm-hmm. unless it was milled down right. and sanded. So that's the, the L. Second L is- Lignan. How do you Linen. spell it? Do you know? L-I-G-N-A-N. Oh, I believe. Okay. That's how you call it.
0: <laughs> I won't hold you to it. Yeah.
1: Third L. Yeah. Again, it's probably trite, but uh, love. Sure yeah
0: yeah most people enjoy love yeah
1: <laughs> if you don't you might need some counseling yeah. yeah yeah like being able to love i mean having the ability to love and then experiencing the goodness that comes from someone someone extending the grace to love you is mm-hmm. it's a very enjoyable thing
0: yeah. yeah yeah and it doesn't always have to be specifically your spouse yeah you know it can show up in, in random people that show you oh, yeah. love.
1: Yeah. That's yeah. one thing that's kind of, it's interesting. You go to like in, in the service industry, service industry mm-hmm. is very difficult work, but when you go and um, it's just, I mean, even if you're going for like, I got to quick get a quick lunch somewhere, mm-hmm. like the difference between someone who is actually like, I'm going to take care of you mm-hmm. versus someone who's like, here's your hamburger, right? you know, completely night and day difference. I feel like it.
0: Somehow. It's probably just in your head, but it Mm -hmm. like changes the the food. It does. You know? Yeah.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Love is the main ingredient. Yeah. And it's love that can change things. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I remember, um, it's just kind of having a difficult season. I remember like being upset for a while that like having to unload the dishwasher. Yeah. You know, and it was a season where, um, Like my daughter Lathea was going back to school. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife, Rebecca, was learning her trade and Mm -hmm. really starting to get uh, up to speed on her career. Mm -hmm. And I was doing construction. Mm -hmm. And there are times where it's like I'd have to come home and I'd have to unload the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And prior to that, I, I... Sense in myself I was kind of becoming resentful that I'd have to come home from construction okay. on the dishwasher okay and I really took some examining of my heart mm-hmm. to say you know what if what mm-hmm. if just unloading the dishwasher became an, an act of love mm-hmm. and that yeah that would change flip things on my head yeah, yeah. or flip things on this head uh, yeah it was um, I don't want to say you feel guilty but uh you know it's it, you you Come to the sense that no, I need to change. Mm-hmm. I need to change my heart. Mm-hmm. And when, when, like you're talking about, when service becomes an act of love, mm-hmm. it changes. It, it does. Changes what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Three L's there. Here, here. <laughs> love, linen, and laughter. Maybe I can put that on a instead of live, laugh, love. Oh, yeah. <laughs>